I thought it would be neat if we had a scripture of the day that we could memorize and hang on to. And this is the scripture that I have had throughout my life. So especially in times of adversity, scripture can be like a mantra that you hang on to. Sometimes in turbulent times, you need that word of the Lord to give you strength. So today our verse is Philippians 4.13. Let us say it together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I have been enjoying some books on my Kelly 2018 summer reading list. And there's one book I can't seem to put down, and the book is called You Were Made to Make a Difference. Now it's written by a pretty well-known pastor and theologian named Max Lucado. He's written children's books, he's written devotionals, and this book he wrote with his daughter Jenna. It's actually written for teenagers, but it turns out it really helps out 52-year-olds too. So I would highly recommend it to you. And this, You Were Made to Make a Difference, has really stuck with me in the last few weeks. And thinking about how you and I individually, and how we can as a church, that we never forget who made us and that we are called every day of our lives to make a difference. And we're created by God with this purpose in mind. We were made to make a difference in each other's lives. Imagine the people we know so well, even the people we may encounter in the course of a day, the people who live all over the globe, that means that we're part of God's family, so they too are in our family. People will never know, but we pray for, like when we do the prayer of dedication and we don't know all the places that offering is going to go to touch lives. We're made to make a difference in the lives of our children and youth who are also called to make a difference to their generation and the next generation and to our generation. And imagine when our children and youth make this positive difference in the world. And you know how they're doing it? Because right now, all of us, we are helping to shape the way to show them how our words and our actions and our love of God can change their life. You know, Jesus is the only power on earth as in heaven that can defeat hate and evil and brokenness in the world. When they see that the love of Jesus really can make a difference in their own lives and in turn the world through them, then all who come after us, like Jesus said to his disciples, will do even greater things. Imagine Rosedale. 50 years from now, all the great things that those kids are going to do and keep doing. I mean, imagine how incredible is this news, how hope-filled 
in a world of brokenness, the message that the world longs to hear, that there is a way so we don't get lost out there. There is truth, real truth, not fake truth, not fake news, the truth about living an abundant life and knowing we are loved by God, our creator, that we're filled with a purpose and that meaning comes in following Jesus and in trying to live like him. You see, God made you, you, to make a difference in the world. And it's true. Complete with all the milestones in your life from the day that you were born to right now, here in this moment. You know, you didn't ask for a life. Oh, but you got one. A first day, someday a final day, thousands of days in between, and because of Jesus, a life that is eternal. You've been given an honest-to-goodness life. And not only that, but you have been given, given your life. You know, no one else has your version, you know. You'll never bump into yourself out here on West Chicago. I mean, your life will never be lived by anyone else but you. You know, in our culture, some people don't like to think about all this stuff. But as followers of Jesus made into a church community, well, that's not us. You and I want our lives to matter. You want to wake up knowing that every day is a gift. And if you waste the gift of a day that God has given you, you will never get this day back. You want to live in such a way that the world will be glad that you did. You know, Paul, one of the greatest missionaries and writers in the New Testament Bible, he tells us what we must do to really make a difference in the world. He says this, do not let yourselves be squeezed into the shape dictated by the world. Instead, in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can work out what God's will is, what is good, acceptable, and complete. So I want to show you what that life looks like. Listen. <clears throat> Strong winds blow a ship off course, and sailors spot uncharted islands. They see a half a dozen mounds rising up in the blue South Sea waters. The captain orders the men to set anchor and go ashore. On the first island, he sees nothing but sadness, underfed children, tribes in conflict, no farming or food development, no treatment for the sick, no schools, just simple, needy people. The second and all the islands following it show more of the same. The captain sighs at what he sees. This is no life for these people, he proclaims. And in the next breath, but what can he do? Then he steps on the last island. It is the largest. The people are healthy and they're well-fed. Irrigation systems water their fields. Roads connect the villages. The children have bright eyes, strong bodies. And the captain asks the chief for an explanation. How has this island moved so far 
the chief gives a quick response. Father Benjamin, he educated us in everything from agriculture to health. He built schools and clinics and he dug wells. And the captain asked, well, can you take me to see him? Well, the chief nods and signals for two tribesmen to join him. And they guide the captain over a jungle ridge to a medical clinic. It's equipped with clean beds, staffed with trained caretakers. And they show the captain the shelves of all the medicine that is there. They introduce him to all the staff. And the captain, although he is impressed, sees nothing of Father Benjamin. He repeats his request. I would like to see Father Benjamin, please. Can you take me to where he lives? The three natives look puzzled. They talk among themselves. And after several minutes, the chief invites, follow us to the other side of the island. They walk along the shoreline until they reach a series of fish ponds. Canals connect ponds to the ocean. And as the tide rises, the fish from the ocean come into the pond. And then the islanders lower gates and they trap the fish for harvest. Again, the captain is amazed. He meets fishermen and workers, gatekeepers and net catchers. But he sees nothing of Father Benjamin. He wonders if he is making himself clear. I don't see Father Benjamin, he says. Please take me to where he lives. The trio talks among themselves again. After some discussion, the chief offers, let's go up the mountain. They lead the captain up a steep and narrow path. After many twists and turns in the path, it deposits them in front of a grass-roofed chapel. The voice of the chief is soft and earnest. He has taught us about God. The chief escorts the captain inside, shows him the communion table, a large wooden cross, several rows of benches, and one Bible that they share. Is this where Father Benjamin lives? asks the captain. The men nod and they smile. May I talk to him? Their faces grow suddenly serious. Oh, that would be impossible, they tell him. Why? asks the captain. He died many years ago. Well, confused, the captain stares at the men. I asked to see him, and you showed me a clinic and some fish farms. You showed me the chapel. You said nothing of his death. You didn't ask about his death, said the chief. You asked to see where he lives, and we showed you. Can one life make a difference? Can your life make a difference? Absolutely, because you were born by God to make a difference. You know, Father Benjamin made a difference that outlasted his own life. And so can you. How? Because God is ready to work through you to change the world. Believe it. When you decide to follow Jesus and you try to live your life like he did, there is nothing the two of you can't do together. Our Bible passage today reminds us of this. 
Say it with me, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, you and I were created by God to make a difference in the world, to change the world with God's love. Every word, every action, every one person at a time. One of my favorite authors is Bob Joff, and he says it like this, Every time I wonder who I should love and for how long I should love them, it's as if God continues to whisper in my ear, everybody, always. When you feel like you can't explain your faith with words, just go love someone and you realize you just did. Father Benjamin made a difference in the world through his life on the island, loving his neighbor as himself every day, every one hour at a time. R-G-P-C. We are called to do the same, to live, to serve Jesus and others, and find that in our living and in our serving, we find life, real life. We're not called to be passive. No way, not the church today. I mean, oh my goodness, the late Billy Graham, he didn't daydream about maybe one day he could be a preacher, right? He spoke bold truths, and this one's my favorite. To never minimize what God can do both in and through your life. Billy woke up every morning knowing that he was created by God to make a difference in the world. He claimed the promise of God, and he made it his purpose. Exactly what each and every one of us should do in the Christian church, in this church. And when the world gets darker, you know what the church needs to do? Shine brighter. We shouldn't sit idly by wondering what's wrong with the world complaining along with everyone else that we encounter. We need to stop waiting to see what the future will bring because Jesus calls us as a church to shape the future with his life-giving love. And it's time to start loving others, to be the ones who work and to serve and to love and to live. It means working to make life better for others. It means going beyond our lives to improve the lives of others. It means stepping outside of our comfort zones to follow wherever Jesus is calling this congregation to go. My goodness, take a look now at the insert in your bulletin. It's on a little yellow sheet. There's two questions on that sheet. The first one is think about those incredible people in your life who made such a difference in your life because of their love of Jesus because of their faith. And then the second question is to think about one or two people you feel Jesus is calling you to love, to make a positive difference in their life. And during the offering, I'd like you to write those names down, and then I'd like you to keep that card. And I'd like you to make a commitment today that you're gonna reach out to those folks that Jesus is calling you to love and if the folks that you put down on the sheet who influenced you in your love of Jesus 
if they're still on this earth, reach out and say thank you. Believe me when I say this. If you do this, you will not only make a difference in the lives of those that Jesus is calling you to love, it will make a difference in your life too. So don't be afraid. After all, you were made to make a difference in the world. Today is your gift from God. Don't waste it. Live it. And we'll do it together.